Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight for our weekly Relationship Wednesday show. And tonight's topic is, are you in a relationship with a bully? Um, is there a bully in the house is what we're talking about today. And so let me do a couple things and tell you that um, what we're talking about today, although I'm a trained and licensed clinician, Darren is a coach, um, these are suggestions for you. So if you've got deeper issues in what we're talking about or you feel like you need some more um, clear direction for yourself, give the office a call. Our office number is 630-428-2344. If you have specific questions for tonight, you can call in to 323-693-3835. Again, 323-693-3835. So tonight's topic is, is there a bully in the house? And, And I really wanted to talk about this because I have a lot of people that come in and especially couples and even sometimes just in their friendships where people are telling me that they feel pushed and forced and kind of um, like they have no other choice but to do what the other person wants them to do. And I said, wow, that really makes me think of, you know, a bully on the playground that says, give me your lunch or I'll beat you up. And, um, you know, I started doing a little bit of research about what is a bully in a relationship. So there's two distinct distinctions, excuse me, that we're going to make up front. One is that you can have emotional bullying where it's not physical. It's all about how you're talked to, how you're treated. And then the other is physical bullying. And so like a, a person that beats his wife or a woman that assaults her husband or her partner or whoever, you know, people are with, that's a case of physical violence. And that's clearly a bully situation. And today we're really not going to talk about the physical part of it. We're going to talk more about the emotional piece of it. That's right. That's right. We want to clarify that up front. It's really talking about that emotional, uh, sarcastic com- attitude or sarcastic comments towards you, demeaning, uh, continuous demeaning uh, attitude and comments towards you, that type of thing, not the physical abuse I'm not talking about today. Okay. And that it's, it's a pattern of behavior, and we'll get into a little bit more about that. And the pattern can be seen at work. I mean, I've, I've had people come in that tell me about their supervisor's style of supervising, and a lot of times it can be, listen, if you don't get this job done, you're going to get fired, Right. you know, those types of things. And so even though it can happen at work, we're kind of going to stick strictly to intimate relationships this evening, even though we know that there's other forms of it, there's other ways that this could look. Tonight's suggestions and, and talking is going to be strictly about the emotional piece of it. Great, great. Let's get to find out kind of what is really emotional bullying if we start talking about tonight, okay? And if you take a look at emotional bullying, it's really a repeated behavior that degrades, denigrates, or otherwise makes you feel bad about yourself, okay? And that can be coming from uh, blatant insults or even subtle put-downs that are coming toward you from a partner, okay? This is coming from uh, womenshomepage.com. But, again, it's the repeated behavior that, that denigrates, degrades you, or makes you feel bad about yourself. And as we're going to go through what really kind of bullying tonight and some examples of that. As I was reading through the list, I see, oh, you can see this once or twice in almost any relationship. Someone could say something off kilter, have a bad day, make a, a rude comment to, to somebody, to their partner. But this is talking about a continuous uh, day-in, day-out, week-in, week-out type of attitude or behavior towards you that's really bringing down your self-image. That's really what we're talking about today. Absolutely, absolutely. And not is it just, it's not just that it's repetitive. Sometimes people say, well, I get bullied every day, or it doesn't happen every day, Dr. Noel. 
But every time there's a crisis in our family, the way that my spouse responds to it is by forcing me into bending to their will and doing what they want me to say or saying what they want me to do, those types of things. So it can happen daily. It can happen once a month. It can happen only when there's a crisis. It can happen, you know, only in the wintertime. But it's once you begin to develop a pattern um, and you see the pattern of behavior, then that's when we begin to identify this as emotional bullying. Great. Let's go through a couple of examples of really emotional bullying. One is really a refusal to acknowledge your contributions or achievements in a relationship, okay? So knowing someone's continuously really not recognizing what you're bringing to the table, okay? Not saying thank you, not, hey, I appreciate you, um, appreciate you cooking dinner, appreciate you uh, cleaning the house, I appreciate you taking out the garbage, I appreciate you uh, filling the cart with gas, and really, really never really taking that time to acknowledge what you're doing. Like, wait, I'm bringing something to the table just like you are, okay, but someone who's not can't say thank you or think, show appreciation to their partner. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not so much the thank you. It's the devaluing of what the other person brings to the table. There are people that aren't pleasing thank you people, and though in relationships I often coach, say please, say thank you, say could you. There are some people that are just maybe possibly not going to do that. They're not going to amend their behavior to do that. But we're talking about when a person just acts like what you do really doesn't matter. How to, give, me, how, give me an example of how to, how to do that. Okay. An example of that is uh, let's use kind of a, a, an example that I see a lot. A mom and a dad that are raising kids together, married, living in the same house, and um, the mom says, gosh, Bob, could you help me, you know, bring the groceries in or help me with the kids? And he says, you know what, I'm tired. I work all day. I come home, and I really don't have a lot of energy to put towards the kids. I don't see why you can do it. Isn't that what you're supposed to do anyway? It's not like you're doing a lot of other stuff like what I do. You're not doing any kind of heavy labor or anything of that nature. Okay, that's a good one, good one. Another example of it is the wife that says, uh, you know what, my husband works behind a desk. It's not like he's like, I mean, babe, you're supposed to pay the bills. Like, is there, like, should you get a cookie for doing what you're supposed to do? I mean, and so, yes, those are things that I've even said before to people. Hey, you're a grown man. Man up. These are things you're supposed to do. But there's still a way that we can be thankful and gracious about what the other person is bringing to the table. Even there, you hear it's the undertone of, you know what, this is, I really don't, and the undertone is, I really don't appreciate what you're doing. It's no big deal. So there's a difference between, babe, you know what, I appreciate everything you do, and babe, oh, you know what, look, I appreciate everything you do. Like, what do you want from me? Right. Well, I appreciate you, everything you do, but I still need you to go ahead and help me out over here. Right. So I'm acknowledging that you are putting something to the table. I'm acknowledging that you're working hard. But guess what? At the same time, I still need your help with the household. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. Fair another, enough. Let me just give another way that people um, devalue what other people are bringing to the table or when they don't acknowledge contributions or achievements. When someone says, well, I make most of the money. I make the bulk of the money. I mean, so you pay the cell phone bill or you pay the gas bill or you pay this, but I pay the mortgage. So it's not like you're really making a difference anyway. That's another way that people devalue they devalue what the other person is bringing to the table. Right. That's probably until that, that secondary income stops coming. It's like, oh, my right. goodness, that's what we're going to do. Right. All of a sudden, you, at that point, now they really value or understand the value of what that person was bringing to the table. Absolutely. So that's just one example. Those are good. Um, demeaning you while you're alone or in front of others, that's a big one. I mean, that, that demeaning is a, is a really, really big thing. Sometimes with a bully, it's kind of, I'll give you an example um, that I've seen, and this happens a lot with couples. Um, the wife 
is planning a big barbecue. Everybody comes over. The place looks great. And then everybody says, you know what, Bob? Susie Snowflake did a really good job with the house. I mean, I just really like it. And then he says, yeah, because you guys were coming over. You ought to see it when nobody's here. Wow. Which basically pops all the air out of that bubble. She was feeling good about herself, mm-hmm. did a great job. But you know what? She's really nothing. It's right. no big deal. Right. Or when you're alone, they say, listen, I show a face for you in front of everybody else. I cover for you in front of everybody else. But we both know you're nothing. Wow. We both know. And these are things that I hear when I'm doing couple therapy, people that really are degrading their partner, and whether it's in private or in public, it's equally as damaging. That, I mean, you just listen to that, that would hurt, you know. I said even if that's in private, that would hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Basically, your partner is telling you you're really nothing, but they don't mm-hmm. appreciate you, you really have very little value, and they want you to know this is how they feel about you. Mm-hmm. Another example that I will give is appearance tends to be something that people degrade their partners about. Um, you know, you go on a vacation and the wife says, I can't wait to put on my um, swimsuit. And then he says, yeah, if you want to see a beach, well, or, you know, things of those things. So things of those nature. So, and these are, are comments that people are actually saying to each other. It can also sometimes be smaller than that. Another way to degrade it is, oh, that's an interesting choice that you decided to wear. I'm surprised that you would even put those two things together. Right. You know, so it doesn't have to be what like the meaning. And to go back to the point you made right before that, where the person was asked about wearing a bathing suit, and they said, oh, if you want to see a beach, well. And then the person said, hey, you know what? That really hurt my feelings. Why did you say that? Oh, I was just joking. Oh, you're like, you can't take a joke? Classic sign of a bully. Right. Oh, my goodness. You're so sensitive. You get defensive about anything. We can never talk about anything. Right. You're too sensitive. I was just joking around. Why You can't take that? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I can't. That's not, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. Okay? Some other things are um, withholding affection, sex, or intimacy as a punishment. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, we could, all do that. Right. Well, you could be, someone could get into an argument, you know, you may not want to have sex right after, the, right after that argument. You know, a heated argument, you know what? Yeah, don't talk to me for a minute. Yeah, I need to back off, whatever the case may be. But I guess if it's over anything, even when you're having a discussion, trying to work for something, oh, we're not going to have to wait anymore. We're just trying to have a discussion, trying to work for something. Oh, sex is off the table. That kind of gets old. Mm-hmm. Right? But also people use sex as a way to control. So in other words, if you don't do what I want, I won't have sex with you. Okay. If you wanted to have sex with me, then you'd be nicer to me, and then you would get more sex. And then the other person says, well, if you would give me more sex, then I could be nicer, and you would get what you want. And then people going back and forth to control each other with intimacy, especially in a marriage relationship where intimacy is one of the differences between you and a roommate. Right, because if you're, if you're not having uh, intimacy, you're just basically living together, right? Mm-hmm. Just co 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 uh, cohabitants. Now, this is not to be confused with you have a fight, you say something like cutting to the other person, and they say, you know what, time out for the affection. That happens like once. Right. If it's like, you know what, you didn't take out the trash, no sex. Oh, you know what, I'm not feeling and I'm not, I'm not feeling intimacy with you. Like, if it's a constant situation where sex is being removed from the table, taken off the table as something that, could, that should, you know, it should be it's shared. Just like a weapon. Correct. And this is barring, like, somebody goes out and has an affair and the other person says, hey, I don't right. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where it's, Listen, you know what? I'm not feeling you, and so I don't know if I can have contact with you. I'm not the kind of person that this is something somebody may. I heard people say I'm not the kind of person that can have sex with you 
but you're not bringing home enough money to pay the bills. I don't know why you deserve to have that. Wow. Okay. Or, you know what, I'm tired. You know what, you work hard, I work hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm not feeling the intimacy. I, I get a lot of people that use this punishment, like, I'm just not feeling it. Okay. And then when the person does good, they have sex with them like a, And then when they don't continue to do what they want, they say, gosh, I think I'm going to have to pull back the intimacy. It's off the table. It's off the table. How do, you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. So, you know, on another show, like today we're identifying emotional bullies in a relationship. Mm-hmm. In another show, we'll have to talk about compromise. We'll have to talk okay. about how do you manage these kinds of things. But today I kind of just want to cue people into what, what are the things that you see when you see emotional bullying and how can you identify it in your relationship? Like a lot of times we talk about kids on the playground that bully, and then we say how do we stump out bullies, get rid of bullies? Well, they grow up. Absolutely. If, they're not, if their behavior isn't changed or corrected, guess what? They're just older, but they're still bullies. And a lot of times bully behavior works for a person. You threaten somebody, they give you your lunch. You threaten the next person, they give you what you want. You withhold sex from your wife, uh, she gives you what you want. You withhold sex from your husband, he gives you what you want. You uh, yell and scream at a job, they give you what you want. You yell and scream at a customer service call because that's another place a lot of people bully just FYI with customer service. I'm going to do this. I'm going to leave if I don't get what I want. You know, we, you do those behaviors and you get a reward for them. Why would a bully stop? Very good point. That happens in relationships also. What? People are threatening for divorce or split. If you don't do what I want, guess what? I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm, I'm pulling out. Mm-hmm. It is not, and it's over, over anything. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, wait a minute. We're having a, we're having a discussion. Okay? You upset me about, about something you said. I, I'm leaving. We're, I'm headed for divorce. I'm going to fill out the papers. Wait a minute. So it's a constant threat of, of leaving, divorce. That, that's bully. That's a bully tactic. Absolutely. So we can't have any kind of compromise or, or disagreement without someone threatening divorce. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's emotional draining on somebody. Why? Because they get bullied. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. A- absolutely. And so we have to be careful in our relationships that when we notice it, we take it for what it is. Like you stop and you say to yourself, in the middle of an argument even, take a moment and say to yourself, what's the purpose of this? And when we continue to argue like this and it happens all the time, who's gaining from this and why? Okay. You know? So another thing is, um, keeping you low on your partner's list of priorities. That's interesting. It is. What do you think about that? So really, you're, the person has things that they need to achieve, things that they want to work on, but you purposely put the, all your partner's goals and needs at a, lower, a lesser level than what your personal ones are. So no matter what they have, they, I have a really important engagement that I need to make, make sure um, I, I attend. I need you to take care of the kids that eat. I need you to pick up. Uh, little Johnny that day, yeah, whatever. I, you know, I got I had to work late late that day, so I'm not gonna be able to do that. Even though you told me a month in advance this was an important day for you, mm-hmm. it's 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 nothing. That's just that's just that little organization that you're a part of. It's not a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a way that this happens a lot. I have a lot of people that say they want to go back to school, and so they tell their partner that they want to go back to school. The partner says, "We can't do that right now." We don't have the funds for it. We just take that off the table. That's not going to happen. When I get what I want, when I get what I need, when my deal comes through, when I get the business that I wanted, when I, you know, get the golden egg at the end of my race, then, you know, then you can celebrate with me and then you can get what you want. But in the meantime, they just bought a brand new motorcycle. Okay. We have to start a contract for a brand new motorcycle or a boat. Right. Or, but a lot of times what I get when I counsel couples in this situation, the person that's withholding or telling the other person to wait says, 
But I needed that motorcycle to invest in my business. And if, if I didn't get it, then others would have looked at me and thought I couldn't handle what I said I could handle, so I had to get it. The whole family is believing in my dream for me right now, and we're just going to postpone that dream for him or her, and then we'll get it in 40 years maybe, 10 years, 40, whenever that's going to be. Right. Whatever, whatever that's going to be. There's no set plan. There's no set date. We have no how to say this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just out there. It's going to be in the future. Meanwhile, time passes. Person X has a thriving business. They've got the degree they want. They've got a gym membership because they needed to work out and stay developed, you know, for what they needed to do. Right. And person A, I mean, person B, excuse me, hasn't achieved the goals they want to. They haven't done the weight loss they wanted. And, sure, you could do a 1,000 crunches at home, but there's things that people do to put roadblocks up so they get to achieve what they want and you don't. And, and sometimes people know they're bullies and sometimes people don't. But 90% of the time, another person has a plan in their head and they know what they're doing. You mean in terms of bullying? Absolutely. So you think for, the, for, for what you think is most of the time, that, 90% of the time, for, that person knows that they are bullying somebody else. Yeah. When you're a child, you think like a kid. When you're a kid, you say, you know, I really wanted it, so I just took it or something like that. Absolutely. When you, when you get older, along the way, people tell you, hey, dude, that's a bully behavior. People, even though bullies get away with a lot, along the way, Every kid I've ever known that's been a bully, somebody's identified to them at some point that that's bully behavior. And they're choosing to ignore that feedback and just going ahead and, hey, it's working for me, like you mentioned. Because it worked. It works for me. Why why would I stop? And because it's also harder to learn to compromise. Compromise means I don't always get what I want exactly when I want it, and sometimes I get it and sometimes I don't. Or may not, I may not get it exactly the way I want it. Or I may not get it at all. Or I may not get it So, at like, all. if you want a brand-new Audi, but you both need new cars, and you say, how about we get two Nissan, you get a new car, but you didn't get the Audi. And so a lot of times it's like, you know what, she can drive the Hootsie, and I'm getting my Audi, and I'm just going to push it till I get what I want. This can look like picking an argument before you go out to an event, starting a fight so that you don't have to celebrate a honeymoon or a – and this is a, this is a big one. Starting to fight so you don't have to spend money. That's a big way that people emotionally abuse one another. So we know that Friday is date night, but every Thursday it seems to be a big argument or a bit to do so that, you know what, I'm too angry to go out to eat for dinner with you. I'm too mad to do what you wanted me to do. So I'm not going to go. You know, you ruined it for yourself. Wow. Okay. Those type of things. And it's, it's a planned event. Like you mentioned, this person is planning on doing it. It's in the back of their mind. It is ready to go ahead and spring. It's not like they just something actually happened. They had a plan. No matter what happened, I'm going to force an argument to make sure I don't have to spend this money on you. Absolutely. I mean, I'll never forget. Uh, well, I won't tell that story because the person may be able to identify themselves. So I won't okay. do that. But it, it happened to me, and it was a bully situation. But let me say this. A lot of times people use the excuse that my mom and dad used to do operate like this, so I operate like that now too. And it might have been bullying, but that's the way my household ran. So a lot of times people see bully behavior and they see it work so well that they don't choose to learn a new a new technique, a new coping skill, a new way to to compromise and get the things that they want out of life. Um, and another thing that happens is a lot of times parents bully their adult kids, and that adult, they can't bully mom or dad back. Maybe they've been taught never question mom, 
don't confront mom. So then they just turn around and they bully their husband or their wife or their kids. Or right, or even their kids. Right, so they just pass it down to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And we have all been accused of, I mean, not accused, we've all bullied. I think every parent on the planet has had a moment where it was just like, hey, silly snowflake, you do what I tell you to do, or you do not get what you want for dinner or for this or for that. But if it's always, listen, if you love me, um, then you would do what I said do, and then I wouldn't have to chastise you, then that becomes a bully behavior when it's consistent. If you love mommy, then you would do this. This must mean you don't love mommy. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. That's a, that emotional stress and emotional pressure you're putting on somebody. No. And when it starts so young, then you teach kids. I mean, like I see YouTube videos of people spanking six months old into submission, and I say to myself, what are you doing? You're creating monsters here. Yeah, I, was saying, I was just thinking as you were talking about, well, how about people threatening to hurt themselves if you don't do what they say do? Big emotional. This is a big turnoff in relationships, but I hear it a lot. A person may say, if you don't stay with me, I'll kill myself. That, that's, that's, unfortunately, that's becoming more and more common that you hear that in relationships. Telling myself, I'm going to hurt my, I, I'm going to cut my wrist. I'm going to slash my arms. I'm going to bang my head into the mirror. Well, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. I'll burn down the house. Burn down the house. Or in an argument, you know what, if you don't want me, that's okay. I'll just kill myself. And then you, every, the world will be happy. You know, people say those things, and here's the deal with those types of situations. I always tell a person in that situation, you need to call 911, have the police involved, and have that person evaluated psychiatrically and so that they understand that it's not okay to ha- hijack your emotions. Sometimes we can get hijacked by our emotions and we go, you know what, I don't want to lose this person. I don't want that to happen. But that's your vanity if you think you're so important to a person that they're going to kill themselves over you without realizing that the issue is they don't have control over their own emotions. They don't have control over their own wants and needs, and they're out of control. Right. Man, that happens you walk on eggshells all the time if that's the case, right? Because no matter what you do, if you step the wrong way, they're talking about committing suicide. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very hard way mm-hmm. to live. I'll tell you another way that people hijack each other's emotions. This is like that in-law emotional blackmail that you get from people. Hey, you know, as your mother-in-law, I've always been kind to you. I've always respected you. So why wouldn't you do these things for me? You know, after all, you know, you lived in my house for a certain amount of time, and I did this for you and that for you. Why won't you come and do X, Y, Z for me? That's emotional blackmail. That's emotional blackmail. And how that relates to your intimate relationships is a lot of times a partner doesn't know how to tell their mother or father or sister or brother, hey, stop blackmailing my spouse. Stop blackmailing the person that I love. Or my, this is a, a lot of ones that I hear from people that have aging parents. Um, I hope I don't die before the next time I hear from you. <laughs> I, I hope this isn't the last time we talk or meet. We have a lot of people that have parents that are aging, and if they don't call them every day, then the parent goes, man, I, I thought I was going to die in between now and the next time we call. And that's a way of forcing some contact that you, you feel like you might not have been able to get. Here's one I thought about. Let me ask you if you heard about this one. It says, if you don't do this, what I'm telling you, I'm going to tell your friends, you blah, 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 blah. Or if you don't do this, I'm going to tell your family this private information that we had. I'm going to share this private information outside of our private relationship with the outside if you don't do what I say do. I get so much of that in my therapy room. Here's another thing, and this is just a side note, and we'll talk about it again because every year I feel like I have to talk about um, not posting naked pictures of yourself. But uh, one of the ones I get a lot is, where couples are being intimate and they record it. Right. 
Wow. And, I mean, you know, they're getting it in, so to speak, and they're doing what they're doing. And then there's a fight, a breakup or a divorce, and the tape goes public. Ooh, okay. I've I've heard of people text messaging pictures of their intimate partner doing things to them and then sending it to moms, dads, uh, cousins, kids, friends, and then with a caption, your mom's not who you think she is, those types of things. And it, it has happened so many times. And then that person's like, I'm afraid to leave Dr. Noel because if I do, what if he or she exposes more of my information? Right. Puts it, tells a job about this information. Absolutely. Puts it out there. And this is where I always counsel couples, hey, keep your, when the camera's rolling, keep your clothes on. I mean, why do you need – and I, I'm not get it. People have the different things that they like. And when they're in love, they always say, I would never put <laughs> – I would never put his video on YouTube. Right. And then how many times have we seen, and I'm not talking about people like Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian. I'm talking about John Smith and Susie Snowflake taping themselves with their cell phones, doing something like they think is so sexy and out of sight, and then six years later they have a fight and it gets out. Right. This is the the school teacher, okay, the office professional, Mm -hmm. the business owner, Mm -hmm. the police officer. You know, stuff like that. It's not, okay, it may not go, to, you know, on national news, but guess what? That person can lose their job over that. Absolutely. Right? And that's just that. I mean, that's just one example. Right. Examples can be smaller. Um, maybe you filed a bankruptcy, you know, and your 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 spouse says, you know what, I'm going to let everybody know that you can't handle money like you think you can, or, or maybe something like that. Maybe, you you know, you're running a lot of negative checks or whatever. I mean, there's so many different small things that couples can use to um, control each other with, and people do it all the time. All the time people do it. You know what, maybe I should just call your job and tell them, you know, that, you know, you a wife abuser or those kinds of things happen. And then people call jobs and then people lose income. And, and this, I'm talking about people where it's not actually happening. They're right, 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 exactly. So if it's actually happening, you know, you do what you think you have to do. I mean, I'm not condoning calling a job, but when it's not happening, we know it's out of bounds to contact the job and say those types of things. Good point, good point. Or here's another way that people bully or sabotage each other. Um, I've got a lot of couples that I work with that are running businesses, and let's say they're working together, and let's say one spouse decides, I'm not going to take any more calls tonight. I'm not going to take any more orders. Uh -uh, My wife, you know, she stopped doing hair. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she doesn't do hair. So then when you confuse people like that, people don't know, you know, what they're supposed to do with let's, that sense of, so with that sense step back, but they're like, oh, I'm not sure what's going on here. Right. Okay, so who's going to want to continue to be a part of that? Absolutely. You know, let me ask you this one. There's another one here. Flirting, uh, in, flirting with other people in the presence of uh, presence of your partner, okay? Or, you know, whoo-wee, making comments like, that. oh, man, she looks fine. He is really good looking. Did you see those abs on that guy or something like that? Abs, A-B-S, abs. Yeah. I just want to clarify what you said. Um. You know, flirting is interesting. I get a lot of people that say, I'm a flirt, Dr. Noah. I'm just a flirt. No, that's what I do. She knew that I was flirting with her when we got together. That's fine before you got married. So now you've achieved the, uh, the result of that flirting. The rest of the flirt needs to stop. Well, it's a tactic to demean the other person. And exactly, I think, exactly right. I think it's very demeaning. And I think it's the kind of thing that people purposefully do. Oh, exactly. It's- the purpose of that, in my opinion, is to demean the other person. It's to demean it because they're not, okay, the, the partner's not around and they say, okay, I'm going to try and flirt or someone who's even a cheater, okay, I'm going to try and flirt outside and not let the person know. It's, 
I'm doing it in front of you because that little respect for you, that I'm going to do this in front of you. But, see, I'm going to take another spin on it. I think funny is demeaning whether your partner is there or not there. If you're in a relationship, then to always be keeping your options open is a way of control, right? If this person doesn't give me what I want, I'll just go down my roller deck. I, no, I agree. With you. I don't. I don't get me wrong. I think it's still definitely a form of disrespect in the way. Mm-hmm. But I think doing it in front of somebody is purposely trying to demean them right there and then. Absolutely. First, yeah, you know, I'll leave it at that. Absolutely, it is because I think a lot of people say, and then what you get after that flooding in your face is a comparison. Well, you know, if you, were, I was just saying that lady's hair was pretty, but if you wore your hair up like that, right. maybe I take two looks at you again. And it's not saying, oh, honey, her hair looks really nice. I think that was that that look was nice as well. It's right. not that, right? It's, it's normally, mm, would you look at the hair on that girl? Right. Or, man, I really like the way she, she's got style. You know right. what I'm saying? What's wrong with you? you know, right. It's so it's not, it's not just like, oh, that's a nice style. That's something that you would wear. It's right. more like, exactly. you know, if you could get your big butt in them pants, you know, that would be a sight to see, that, those kinds of things. And so as we talk about identify emotional, emotionally, being emotionally bullied, we have to realize that sometimes it happens because we allow it to happen. So, you know, there's so much more that we could go over. And next week we can do the rest of this. We can do part two of emotional bullying. And then we can also get into how to compromise in those situations. Is there a point where you need to cut loose? Is there a time that you need to end the relationship if you find out that the bullying won't stop? And how you're supposed to spot that. Maybe sometimes you have to look at spotting that before we get with somebody. Because a lot of times bullying doesn't start after you get married or after you're in a committed relationship. It started at the restaurant where, you want to order something, and he said, no, you don't really want to eat that. You want to get chicken. Right, you you know, really those types of things. So, right. so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Definitely, again, get ready for questions for next week. So if you have questions next week, call us because we're going to be talking more and more about the bully in your relationship. So next week will be part two to this. And if you need additional support that, we, that you're not getting over the radio broadcast, our office number is 630-428-2344. Have a great week. Take care. All right. See you next time, next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye.